Welcome to Tell Me a Story, where I have conversations with incredible people telling fascinating stories. Everyone has a story, and each story deserves to be told. This podcast is fueled by my own passion for stories, and in each episode, I sit down with someone and hear a story of theirs. Whether these stories are full of adventure, excitement, or tragedy, there's always something we can learn. So, tell me a story. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm my good friend, Tad. Tad, who are you? What is up, Logan? First off, I think it's appropriate to start and say, like, if you know Logan and you've ever talked with Logan, like, the enthusiasm you hear in his voice. Like, that's exactly how he's always talking. <laughs> his voicemail, if you never called him, his voicemail is like, well, sod it. And every time I get his voicemail, I'm like, all right, this is exactly, <laughs> this is what I need today. So, okay. Um, Funny enough, I literally changed my voicemail today. No, you didn't. I did. Because I felt like I was getting, you know, professional calls from people, even at work, like, People yeah. are calling me. I don't want to give off the wrong. I get like, that. I need to. Twelve, you know. I'm safe. I got a voicemail right now, and it's it's kind of the same way. So I think I'm like, hey, he's dead. <laughs> if you break on me, so um, yeah. But at the same way. time, I feel like if I was hiring somebody and I call him, <laughs> like, we need this guy. We need this we guy. We need this type hey, of dude. Maybe we need that exactly. So. Yes. That, Stick to that's, who you are. That's, that's who I am. Like, that voicemail is me, like you said. Boom. Right but, Todd, yeah. thank you. That really means a lot. Hey, absolutely, said. dude. Logan, Logan called me, wanted me to be with him on his podcast. This is um something he talked to me about a little while ago, and I was like, absolutely. Uh, I let him know ahead of time that um, I'm not very smart. Um, I don't have a whole lot to talk about. Um, I've done a few things. But they're mostly stupid. So if that's good enough content <laughs> to talk about on a podcast, then, then here we are. We can, we can make a, some good content out of it. But but Logan, um, who am I? I'm a, I'm a dude. I, we uh, we work together. We work together at the Christian Chicken, uh, i.e. Uh, Chick Fil A down in Landon, Georgia, on Powell Mill Road. Come by and see us. We have a really really fast drive through. We're known for that. Um, Catch us out there <clears throat> on the iPads, slinging some chicken in the back too. So we're all over the place. But um, I'm a, I'm 24 years old. Got to experience a few things. Got through college and uh, have graduated. Came down to Atlanta about a year ago and have been living in my grandmother's house since then. This is where we are sitting right <laughs> now in our living room with our. Oh my gosh, dude, this room has a vibe to it. I it's got, such a vibe in here. Yeah, I, try to, I wish I could see the room right now. I know. I, we got a mixture of a, a Nerf basketball hoop hanging up over there to uh, some of my grandmother's art over here to uh, I have a lift, love, laugh sign hanging over there as well. Um, just because it's always a good, healthy reminder to live, love, and laugh. I wish, yeah, good word. Good <laughs> but but yeah, dude, that's um that's in a nutshell. That's who I am. Here I am, and we'll see if I can make myself sound interesting enough to do it. <laughs> and you also play guitar. He, I, he just played a guitar for me. I play a little bit of G fiddle. I told him briefly that I'm 
I'm good enough to make people think I'm good. And that's when I knew that that's all I was going to learn. I was like, all right, I've made it. I'm, that's all I'm going to learn. I'm not going to learn anything else. So maybe I'll pick it up and learn something else. But um, I can figure it out. Oh, side note, there's, so he's always playing his acoustic guitar, but I, I look and I see this sweet looking blue electric guitar, and I'm like, dang, bro, you play electric guitar, like, tell me about that guitar. This man built this guitar, like, read mm-hmm. two books, went the whole deal, and that's exactly what he's doing, and built a guitar. That was my... Mm-hmm. That was my, I have something to prove to myself. Yeah. Back when I was a, a sophomore in college, I don't know if it was I had something to prove to myself or I was just really bored with a lot of time on my hands. But I was like, hey, that's a goal. That's a challenge I wanted to do. I wanted to build a guitar from scratch, and I did it. And it makes noise. So if it makes noise, then by God, it did something. So that's that's that's, that's so epic. That's literally so epic. You just made a guitar. Yeah, man. So, anyways, so yeah, Tad and I work at Chick Fil A together, like you're saying, and Tad is my coach. Also, Tad, what is your real name? <laughs> that should come off the record as soon as possible <laughs> because there are people I know who I've known for three years and they'll figure out my real name is actually not Tad. My real name is George. 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 If I pull out my license, full name is, is George Ulrich Stefner the fourth. Wow. I'm a I'm a lineage here. And so I'll know people for literally three years and so as quick as I can off the record sometimes I'm like, hey, just let you know. Real name is George, not Tad. Just that <laughs> they find out three years down the road they don't feel like they've been lied to this whole time. So George is the real name. George. Okay. Yes, Tad is my coach at Chick Fil A. So, I guess talk about the program that you're in at Chick Fil A and what you're doing there. A little yeah, bit. yeah. So, like I said, Logan and I were working at the Howell Mill Chick Fil A. Um, I've been there since about June of 2020. Um, and Logan, I guess you came on like around August, yeah, September, September, yeah, okay. early September. Yeah, so you've been there for close to about three months now. I've been coming up around yep. six months now. Um, but the whole program is called the uh, the Stores Leadership Development Program. Some of you have probably been um, familiar with it if you've been around Chick Fil A or have kind of been a part of other Chick Fil A organizations or even just corporate organizations in general. But the whole program is just start you from the bottom, start as a team member. You know, learning how to cook and bread chicken. All the way up to come up with uh, visions and business plans for the store and how we can continue sales growth and um, actual store operations, as well as leading team members there. So it's a whole process. Say what? Have they come to you and asked you something that specific, like business-wise, logistic-wise? So that's what the program's kind of training on. So at the moment, that's what we – there's different levels to, I guess, the ladder that you would climb at Chick-fil-A, obviously team member is where you'd start. Um, where we're trying to get Logan is we're moving him up to be a certified trainer. Uh, so that's where you're certified to train new team members. Um, then after that, at our store, we call it being a coach. That's kind of the same thing as a shift leader for people who work at other Chick-fil-A's. Um, you're running the shift. You're, you're making sure the day-to-day operations are moving smoothly. Then we got directors who are in charge of specific 
aspects of the business, which is where I'm training right now. Um, and then after that, you'll move up to more of an executive level to where um, you'd be overseeing directors and the whole stores in itself. So our operator, uh, John Diamond down in Midtown, owns two stores and a food truck. Dude's man's doing real well. Um, and so we'd be working with all three of those. So that's kind of our, our is little... Is that the first ever Chick-fil-A food truck? It is. Someone said that, and I was like, wow. It's the first one. So they reached out to John. They wanted him to keep that and, and run with that. So wow, it's cool, man. I don't think sometimes we don't realize that, you know, we work at a, we work at a pretty Chick-fil-A. It's a pretty unique op- um, opportunity. So a lot of, a lot of really, uh, really high up important people know about our store, and we have a lot of people come through our store too. So we're really proud. That's for sure. We have, to, <laughs> I think we have the vice president of operations of all Chick Fil A come through Bradley the other day. So wow. yeah, man, some people <clears throat> know our store. Damn. Well, Tab, one of the first stories you ever told me when we met. <laughs> I think we were talking about you know where we go to church and yeah, yeah, different. You know, community, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Ty, you must be famous." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Ty, tell the story. Just Ty from somewhere in the city. Oh boy! Just, just let us, let us. This hear. has to be a good, good story to kick us off. Um, yeah, I don't even remember exactly what we were doing. It was like probably one of our first few shifts we were working together. I think I you think, were training me on boards. Yeah, I was training you on boards back in the kitchen. Um, which for those who don't know what boards is, people who don't work at Chick-fil-A, there's always someone in the back. You always see up front, you got the people who are bagging your food and it comes out. The person who's on boards, they're people who are get, making sure all the food that's being prepped in the kitchen is going out through the kitchen. So they have a huge responsibility. We call it the quarterback of the kitchen. At least that's what I call it. So I was training Logan to do that, make sure he knows how to do that. We had a lull. And I forget, I guess, yeah, we we're talking about church and like where we we're going to church. And I brought the story where I had a, a moment. It's probably the only time in my entire life where I had a moment of fame in my life. <laughs> and I hated it. I literally hated it. That's when I knew I never wanted to be famous. Um, because even to this day, to this day, I will still, like all day. through college, to this day, I will go to. Church ministries, college ministries around the Metro Atlanta area, people who are still in the Metro Atlanta area, and people will know me and be like, wait, you're Tad from somewhere in the city from <laughs> 2015. I was like, that was five years ago, y'all. It's 2020 right now. RIP 2020. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this was, so back in the day, I don't know if they still do this anymore. You'd probably be more in tune with what Pastor Lee's doing now than I am. I don't really passion anymore. But, um, which backstory to this too, um, I had just started kind of dating a girl. So this was like a, we, we were like, weren't like officially dating yet, but we had been like, like that official, like determining the relationship conversation hadn't happened yet, <laughs> but we were still pretty much like, Hey, like we know what this is. And like, we we're, we're, we're both in on it. And so <laughs> one week. She had been going, but I went with a group of friends to this thing they did called Summer in the City down at Pastor City Church. It's a thing for college students, kind of like the whole passion movement, um, where like one night of the week, like once a week, they would have um, just like a big gathering. That was pretty sweet. It was always really fun. Uh, but they did this one thing. It was I forgot exactly what the message they were talking about. 
that week, but he was saying something about relationships. And uh, he was like, hey, just to get a show of hands, like, how many girls in the room are, are single right now? <laughs> like, no one raised their hand. Everyone was too chicken. I was like, all right, I see that. And then he's like, all right, dudes, who all single now? I want to see the single dudes. Like, no one raised their hand. No one. He's like, all right, guys, come on. Like, you can do better than that. He asked one more time. Still no one raised their hand. So I was sitting up towards the front. So impulsively, I'm like, I mean, technically, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I guess I'm technically single. So, I like, just to, like, liven the mood in the room because no one was really responding, I, like, stood up and just turned around to everyone and just waved to everyone. Everyone just lost their crap. Everyone just started <laughs> cracking up. And I sat back down, and there was, like, a good, like, two seconds of silence afterwards where, like, he didn't say that. He was just, like, staring at me. He's like, hold on. He's like, what is your name? <laughs> and I called out my name, but he didn't hear me. And he's like, get on stage right now. So he pulled me up, and everyone starts losing their minds. I go up on stage. There's still, I'm sure, some Snapchat videos of everyone Snapchatting. It can Snapchat. Oh, Snapchat's still a thing. Yeah, Snapchat's still a thing. It's, it's much less of a thing, but it's still a thing. It's still a thing. Yeah, so Snapchat was a big thing. I still, I used Snapchat back then and whatnot, back before Instagram mm. became a thing. Instagram's just taking over the world. But and Facebook. And Facebook. Because now they're together. They're the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like Facebook and they're on, and Spotify. They're on Spotify, too. Dang. I didn't even know that changed. But, um, but, yeah, like, they pulled me up on stage and, like, had me introduce myself to everyone. And it became a hashtag at Patch City Church of just, like, hashtag is Tad in the house. <laughs> so every single week, um, well, also, first off, at the end of that night, like, I was just kind of goofing around with it and having fun. And I was kind of shocked of how many girls really took that seriously. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, this guy is single. All right, message received. So... The amount of people I had um, come to me after that be like, hi, uh, have you met Sarah? Uh, hi, have you met Margaret? It was like <laughs> all these people was like, hello, hello. And just like meeting, I was like, okay, maybe I should just kind of dim down. Hey, y'all, I was just being funny, you know? But like, it, what did the, think, the girl that you were talking to, what did she think about it? Yes, yeah, so I also don't remember a whole lot from that night other than the fact of I was um, – dog sitting or house sitting uh some people's house that night and all i can really remember was laying in bed that night and then just getting a phone call like around 10 because she heard the word got back to her pretty quick and that very quickly forced a let's determine the relationship conversation because she was like hey um what the hell (laughs) (laughs) and i was like um hi I'm sorry. <laughs> so very quickly, um, she was out of town. She was actually living in Orlando at the time. I had a thing for dating girls long distance for a little while. But yeah, she was like, hi, um, can we talk? And so we had that talk that night. And for sure, we, we kind of was like, all right, well, just to clear up any confusion, here's, here's kind of our thoughts here. And uh, that was still funny, though, right? And it was. It was still funny. <laughs> So that, that was kind of that. So every single week, though, happy ending to the story. Every single week, they would ask me again, is Tad in the house? Everyone would go crazy. They'd bring it back on stage and have me do something funny or whatnot and try to get my update on my love life. And I was like, all right, thanks, guys. And the very last one, it was the very last summer in the city of 
the the summer she had just moved back home from Orlando or whatnot I think that's what it was um and so she came with us and so they were like all right Tad final verdict did you accomplish the mission and I was like let me show you and brought her up on stage the whole place gave me a you stage. brought her up on stage yeah, I forgot about this yeah part. and it's still on Instagram there's a picture of us up there um and uh, I, we got a standing ovation, guys. About <laughs> 500 young adults in the north in the Atlanta area gave us a standing ovation, and and yeah, so that that was a wild ride. Wow. That was a wild ride. And ever since then, so for the, that was also like my freshman year of college. So for four years throughout college, anytime I went to a college ministry, everyone's like, "Oh, yo, you tapped <laughs> somewhere in the city. How's that girl?" I'm like. Ah, oh, we broke up. It's like, oh, no way. I was like, yeah, dude, she's married now. I was like, oh, no. Man. Yeah, yeah. The so. girl from Tad Summer in the oh, City yeah, is now married. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, she's listening to this right now. You hear me? And I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, raise a toast. I got a glass in my hand right now. What a ride we had. <laughs> Long distance relationship. Dating long distance. Yeah. That was so briefly before we turned the mic on. We were talking. We're like, bro, this is podcast material. Turn the mic on. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we were talking because my boy Logan, I don't know if I'm the one to break this news or not. You're heading out to Montana. I am. Boy's heading out to Montana. And there's some cute girls out in Montana. So, boy might be a, on a honey, a mountain honey out there. <laughs> Prairie honey, I don't know. There's like different types, different types of different types of honeys in Montana. You got you got your you got your yeehaw honeys, you got your mountain honeys, you got your you got your river honeys, you got your you got your ranch honey. I don't know. <laughs> so, so you gotta pick which one you like. Right? Maybe I can date like a little bit of all of them and see see what I like. Yeah, get you play the field, bro. Play the field. Play the field. Um, but yeah, so was talking to Val, and I I said, man. Distance is just a number. <laughs> Isn't that just the most quirky thing you've ever heard? But it's true. I think when it comes to long-distance dating, um, some people are like, I would hate to do it, would never want to do it. Um, I've briefly dated long-distance a handful of times, and there are definitely pros and cons to to both of it. I think that, um, you know, I've... I've Dated somewhere they were only like 10, 15 minutes down the road from me for a long time. I dated somewhere they were anywhere from you know nine hours to you know maybe four hours away. And um, I think when you do date long distance, it makes those in between times sometimes you know difficult because it's like man, I just want to see you, and FaceTime gets really old. Um, but man, when you do get to see them, just that time is so precious, and like you just soak up every bit of it. I'm a big quality time guy, so having that quality time is is really big. And I think that it's like it just fills your tank so much. Even it's like, hey, once a one weekend every month get to see them. Um, it's huge. It really is huge. Um, but then at the same time, it's cool to have some some time where it's like you get to do life together and you get to live right. life in the same same place and whatnot. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool joys when you can go on 
grocery shopping together and all that kind of stuff, which there's a lot to unpack and just relationships in general, because all relationships in the end are going to have their ups and downs with relationships, obviously. Um, but that's what I do. I'm ne- I've never, never been someone who's really, and if you ever have a doubt about a relationship and you're like, I don't know, man, like I like this person, but they live far away, I'm like, do not, that's fear. Do not let fear take a hold of you. Go after that person. Love makes you do crazy things. Which story time. Yes. We got another story. So this was the craziest story I'd ever heard um, about someone having done something crazy in the name of love. And so I had a, a guy I knew. He was a, he was a leader in my life, a youth pastor of mine. Um, and he had an older brother, or a younger brother, excuse me. Arguably probably the coolest guy I've ever met. Just amazing. His name's Rob, uh, rock climber. Like, I can't even tell you how good of a rock climber he is. Like, can climb upside down, stuff like that. Just Dang. this gnarly dude. Um, has an awesome testimony and everything, too, you know, from walking away from the Lord, coming back to the Lord, and everything like that. And I think even just through that, him and his relationship with his wife, who has an MDS disease as well, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, there was, I, I need to find out, and I might need to tweak the, the details of the story a little. But basically, um, there was a promotional deal through Wendy's way back in the day where if you pulled a certain amount of, like, tabs off of, like, the cups or whatnot, um, you could somehow stock them up and get, like, a discount on a flight or something like that. So he was living in Alaska at the time. I think Whoa. working as, like, Something crazy. Like, he's just, like, this off-the-wall crazy guy. Reminds me of you, Logan. Like, he just <laughs> wants to move out and do all that. So he lived in, like, Montana, Alaska, Wyoming, all those kind of places. But, um, yeah, he but he was dating this girl who was still living, I think, in Tennessee. Did not have the money to buy a flight to go and see her. So, like, I think every single night after this Wendy's would close, he would dumpster dive in the behind this Wendy's to find the pull tabs, like, kind of off these cuffs to, like, somehow get this discount on a flight. Wound up getting enough, I think, to get a, a flight to Georgia or to Tennessee. Flew down and surprised her. It was like he did that for probably, like, a couple of weeks straight. And I was like, that's the ultimate testament of just, like, love will make you do some crazy stuff. So don't let fear hold you back. That just <laughs> blew my mind. I know, man. That's awesome. See, just for the name of love. Real talk, you think you would dumpster dive? Bro, I absolutely love. dumpster dive for Heck love. Heck yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely do that. Gotta, I might would just do that. You gotta fight for love, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, just gonna do it anyway. <laughs> After this, you're gonna find Logan and I behind the Publix down the road. Just, <laughs> we're just trying to catch a flight to Alaska. We're trying just to go out there just for the hell of it. <laughs> trying to find those mountain buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Prairie honeys, mountain honeys, river honeys, <laughs> like whatever's out there. Doing some crazy things for the love we've yet to find. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, long distance, man. Never, never against it. Don't doubt yourself for long distance. So, Tad, you are Tad from Summer in the City. I count that. <laughs> I count that as a nickname. Tad, from but the city. your second nickname. Maybe your first. Tad the dad. <laughs> Tad the dad. But, That's seriously, in all seriousness, you're Tad the dad because dads generally <clears throat> are full of wisdom. 
and you are seriously cool to listen to. Um, and I love just picking your brain on things, especially when working Chick-fil-A in the kitchen. I'll just start picking your brain about stuff. So what I ask you right now is what are your long-term goals, your short-term goals, your dreams and aspirations? Yes. Where, where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? Yes. Man, Tad what a dad. good question. Tad and I love, I love first and foremost that that nickname has carried over from different areas of my life. I have a good friend of mine, shout out Joseph Painter, who gave me that nickname. He's a Chick-fil-A boy too, going through the leadership development program. Shout out to those chicken boys. If you know, if you know, um, you know. If you know, you know. He gave me that nickname back when I worked at Windshade Camps. And it is uh, transferred over now in my time at Chick-fil-A. And I think it's just going to follow me for the rest of my life, and I am all for that. That's just a, that's an honorable name. I hope I'm a dad one day. I think it's funny that I'm a dad. Aww. So, but... You're going to be an awesome dad, too. Man, that's kind of the goal. That's kind of the goal. And, well, hey, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. That's going off of your question. You okay, yeah, that's but, um, Yeah, man. That's a, that's a great question. I think I might even count that as potentially the most important question you can anyone can really ask themselves is um, their dreams, what they want to be, um, but more importantly, who they want to be. And if I'm totally honest – um, when people ask me like, Hey, what do you want to be? You know, um, I, it's sometimes hard for me to answer that. It's like, what do you want to be? Same and it's like, I mean, we're all kind of still figuring that out a little bit. I think there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm working on and it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm good to do that. Looking to potentially go back to school and a bunch of other things. There's a lot of things on the table, but, um, people ask me, I'm like, while in firefighter, I don't know. <laughs> like seriously, I'm that's like, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I need to show you a Instagram account. Don't forget for this. That I share a lot on my if anyone follows me on Instagram, you'll see me share it a lot. It's one of my favorite favorite Instagram accounts. Just firefighters in the woods. It's more manly than that. But I couldn't tell um, you. I, I Maybe dumpster it. diving to go see your that's your pretty love. Manly. That's pretty manly. That's pretty manly. That's the that's the sort of cult kids right there. That is. But um, but yeah um. That being said, I don't. It's hard to say exactly what I want to be, but that doesn't take into account the fact that I don't have dreams and goals. Um, because I think there have been times in my life, and more importantly, people in my life, who I didn't necessarily learn what I wanted to be from watching them, but I knew very quickly who I wanted to be from watching them. Um, cause I'm, I'm a big believer in empowering people. I'm a big believer in discipleship. Um, and Which, to that, to that point, yeah. when we first had our, when we had our first coaching session, yeah. I asked Tad, <clears throat> I said, what do you like about this job? Like, well, why, why do you do this job? Yeah. And I really look me in the eye you're like this. Yeah. I like the people. Like, yeah. That's what I love about this job. <clears throat> and that's not the. I mean, that's not what you're thinking about when you're in the back of the kitchen breading chicken. Right. So that just says a lot about you that you're like, this is my favorite part of the job. Yeah. Developing people. Well, it's, I think, so our motto, and I think this is the thing that I love so much about Chick-fil-A, is, you know, our leadership model is 80% developing others, 20% solving problems. I'm learning a little bit more about that 20%, and I'm learning a lot more about that 80% too, but 
I love that 80% of that job is working for people. I think that's a huge thing that I love and am passionate about. But with that being said, I think that came from somewhere specific because um, I had a lot of leaders in my life in high school and in college who really invested in me and empowered me to, I believe, turn me into a version of who I am today. And I knew very clearly, I was like, they all do so many different things. Some of them work in are full-time pastors vocationally. Some of them um, work in business, corporate jobs. Some of them, you know, are stay-at-home dads. Uh, but I knew, I was like, I don't know what I want to be one day, but I know who I want to be, and I want to be just like these people. Um, and it's, it's a constant learning process, but I knew, like, that's a, that's a goal of mine. It's like, hey, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always going to be wanting to be doing this kind of stuff. Um, but in regards to goals and I think dreams, uh, this kind of follows off of that. Um, my boy, Bob Goff, shout out to my boy, Bob Goff. I've been reading a lot more Bob Goff. The more you read him, the more you're just like, this guy, like, I don't know. Like he's just got so many awesome stories and also you read enough of it. It's just like, man, sometimes I feel like he's just flexing on all of us. (laughs) Hey, so yeah, I was like hanging out with the, the, prince of saudi arabia the other day and it's like all right we get it like you're just doing lots of cool stuff <laughs> um but yeah he can't he, get enough of him i know though he's just amazing and he uh he made a comment in one of his books and it's like hey your dreams and your aspirations should follow the legacy that you want to leave behind um and i was like mm-hmm. hey i clearly agree with that because i look at my life and what i want in my life and um, it's always been this way. I think people who know me closest know this is the way it is. Um, that I would, I would like to make money, but in my life, it's like, I don't. That's not what really I'm. I'm shooting for. You know, it's yeah. like I would, I would very much rather take a pay cut to be doing what I actually want to do. And the legacy I want to leave behind is is not driven by, you know, having a lot of money. Which you know, money's good. We need money. We we need to survive. Not only that, but it can get us to some pretty cool places and even help with empowering other people for some pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's not my goal. Um, I think just knowing a little bit more of who I want to be and um, just being a little bit more of just uh, someone to show love to other people is something else. I know it's such a broad thing to kind of say about that. It's like, oh, yeah, I just show love to people. But it's like, honestly, they're like, like why not like that's just kind of the the driving force behind a lot of it um but but yeah i do i mean i know there are some some maybe more term maybe short-term goals that i would really love to see myself accomplish in the next five years it's been Adrian. so something that i've always really admired about my dad my dad has one of the most entrepreneurial spirits I've ever seen. Mm. Like every single business, anything he's ever done has always come just from him. Just like, hey, I want to do that. I'm going to start my own business and do that. Um, so like all through life, like grew up. My dad's got a cool story too. I'll share just a tiny bit of it. Not too long, but grew up, didn't have a whole lot. We're sitting in my dad's childhood house right now. My dad grew up in this house. Um, went to a military academy. Um because he wanted to go to a tough college because he didn't have a dad in his life to teach him a lot of stuff. Came out, um, didn't know what he wanted to do, wanted to go to law school, so started um, 
doing hardwood flooring just as a trade, like putting hardwood floors through his house as a trade and um, doing all that just to make money on the side as he was going to law school. Decided, he's like, actually, I'm going to start my own business as I'm doing this. Wound up making like tons of money. He's like, screw it. I'm just going to do this. Wound up doing that forever. Around the recession, economy tanked. He got a little too old to do it. So he's like, hey, I'm going to step away from that. Now he's like, hey, I've always wanted to write books. I'm going to write books. So <laughs> I literally like right behind you. Yeah, we got a couple of his books sitting up there on the um, – up there. So he's like, hey, I'm going to start writing books. Start writing books. Start a publishing company out of our living room at my parents' house. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of books does he write? He's been writing some like creative nonfiction sort of stuff. Uh, he's had a lot of success through a lot of his autobiographies. Um, just through like his time at his military academy, he went to the Citadel in Charleston, North Carolina. So or South Carolina, yeah, South Carolina. But um, but yeah, all that to be said, I would love. I think watching my dad do that is like, man, I would love to own my own business one day, and would love to kind of get something off the ground. So. Be on the lookout. There could be some kind of furniture business kind of popping up on the okay. gram at some <laughs> point, popping up. And if you guys want some handmade furniture, uh, maybe I'll be doing that by then. So we'll see if we that get something. Awesome. You should so do that. Yeah, man. Let's see if we can get something rolling in there. But we'll see, man. We'll, we'll we're gonna have Chick Fil A. That's where you're at now. But <laughs> you worked. Many of places before this, especially in your college years. I did. I did. Talk about your favorite job and your least favorite job before you got to Chick Fil A. Yes, great, great question. So people who know me too throughout college, man, it was almost humorous how many jobs I had throughout college. <laughs> it was like anytime people would turn around, it's like, what are you looking where now? And in reality, <laughs> it was just like I was trying to just make a dollar anywhere I could, and I was like, hey, I'll do some weird stuff to go make a dollar. And most of the jobs I worked weren't weird, but it was more to just like hopping on and just working anywhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let me interrupt you for a second. Yeah. What was your long-term goal? My long-term did, goal? Or like your short-term and long-term. Did you answer or did you not? I gave you – So okay, so short-term, we want to we wanna see the business pop up. Okay. We want to see this. We, we want a brand. We want to make some kind of money doing it. Okay. Um, that's going to be five years. Long-term goal, I think this is just in reality of where I sit. I know we talked a little bit about you know what I want in life and success and what that really looks like to me, uh, which when you break it down, success is getting what you want, where happiness is wanting what you get. Boom, mic drop. Um, and I know that's like, hey, you can't always get what you want. So what does success really look like? And really, it's like people, because people always would ask, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And literally, I just start answering, that's like, I want to be happy. You know, that's just what I want to be. Mm. And mm. I think that when I look at success and what happiness is going to look like, um, I think it's going to come through less of my ambitions of what I want to do to make money, but more so the family I raise one day. I know that there's even pieces of that. It's like, how do I gauge that success? Like, what if I have kids one day and they just go off the wall or just not at all how I wanted them to raise? It's a crapshoot parenting. Any parents listening are probably like, Haha, good luck, my dude. <laughs> like, you're, you're in for a ride. Um, but, but yeah, I mean. My friends don't say that. 
like, that's exactly how I would want any son to be. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I want, I want, I think I look at my success in life as like, man, if I could have a successful marriage one day, if I could have a successful family one day, a family that is connected, um, a family that loves each other, um, and maintaining that connection, I think that's huge. Going back to relationships, even long-term relationships, how do you make it successful, bro? You maintain connection. It's like, I mean, even mm. think about your friends, dude, like, how do you maintain successful friendships with your friends? Well, you stay connected. You know, you phone, you give them a phone call every now and then. You know, you text them when you're thinking about them. You get together with them. It's like, just like, even though you're living in the same house always, like, you're not always necessarily connected. So, maintaining that connection is, is pretty huge as well. So, so yeah, I mean, I think where I stand right now, and I think that's kind of what I've been praying through and looking at a lot, looking at my future for a lot more goals and having more vision for me. He's going to have me there is, man, I want to be a, I want to be a successful. I want to be a successful tad the dad. I don't want to be. I want to be a successful tad the, tad the husband. <laughs> that don't really fit. Not the same ring. No, not the same ring. But same concept. So, right. but yeah, I so see that. I see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, uh, yeah. I'm glad I went back to that. I got I got a lot of nuggets out of that. We got no. a few little nuggets. <laughs> Chicken nuggets from you. We gotta drop this <laughs> Chick Fil A, dude. I, we're there. It's Sunday right now, by the way, y'all. Let's just make sure we say that. So. <laughs> Here we are. This is the off day. We can't think about that too much now. <clears throat> True. Yes, jobs before college. Okay. Yes, yeah, so jobs before college. I worked everywhere from. I was a lifeguard. My first. Same. Hey, I was a lifeguard, bro. Did they get your face tan when you in the summer? No, no, I was a lifeguard inside. Oh, dude, I was a lifeguard outside. It was sweet. Got sweet Chacos mayonnaise in the summer. Oh, Jesus. But, uh. Wait, pause. Chacos or Teebles? Bro, I got both. Dude, no. I got both. I'm Team Chacos. I got these, and they're kind of falling apart. I'm holding them in my hand right now. Or you can probably send them back, and they'll just fix them for free. Yeah, so I've actually had, like, I actually bought those online specifically for this reason. Oh, wow. They've got the old Vibram sole. They don't sell them with that anymore, so I wanted the old Vibram sole. Wait, what's that? What's that do? What's that mean? They're, they're Vibram. It's, um, it's like a specific company that makes like oh, soles wow. that are like, it's really, really, excuse me, really durable. But I bought a pair of Chacos in eighth grade. I'm a second year in college right now and have not even thought about needing another pair like and i've done a ton in that pair of chocos and i got my first pair i got my first pair when i was a sophomore in college still have them they're blue pair so i got one and another one and um yeah still still have them they're blue pair that was back in 2011 so yeah that's almost 10 years right there i mean the only reason i would think about getting a new pair is just to prefer another design yeah like for something new just because i've been wearing them for so long yeah so yeah, I, I wore Chacos probably more. I don't think I got a pair of Bourbon Stocks, but that's mm. that's what it, that's what it stands for. I'm not <laughs> something else, but can't say I have a pair of those. But yeah, but no, some dudes yeah. rock them. Some dudes huh? rock them. That's true. Some dudes. I've seen rock. I don't know if I'm that guy. Same. Maybe I don't know. Next summer, we're gonna figure, <laughs> we're gonna figure out. But um, you're we'll lifeguard. I was lifeguard. Yeah, so sandals, lifeguard, fit real well. Um. Was that got my first little management experience being a manager for some pools in the community? Um, oh, cool. 
Yeah, so when I was in high school, that was what I did. I was my brother's boss. Hey, that was not your older well. brother's boss, my right? My older brother's nice. boss. That didn't go well at all. Yeah, you, you had the title of boss. I was legitimately his manager, and I would be like, hey, could you do this for me? And he'd be like, no. <laughs> it's like, all right, I get you're my brother, but like, you're not. You also do what I say. Yeah, like, come on. Nah, not gonna do it. I was like, <laughs> so, but yeah, I did that. Was lifeguard. Um, decided I didn't want to be a lifeguard anymore. Uh, went and worked summer camp. I worked for wind shape camps for four years throughout college, um, and then started kind of getting into the the weird funky jobs in between those times being at. Um, being at Windshape, so where all did I work? I worked, um, I did landscaping for a little bit. Okay, I took solid. care of some high school athletic fields uh, oh, around wow. the North Metro Atlanta area, me and two of my best friends. That was a really fun job. I can vividly remember the coldest I've ever been in my entire life doing that job because I did not know how to dress warm working outside. And I did that for about eight months until I went back, came back, I worked at Target for a little while. Really? Your boy, uh, people started calling me Tad from Target. I was like, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, I've already got one nickname. Don't, don't make up more. Um, well, what did you do at Target? I had a friend who was a barista in the Starbucks. I as close as I get. I, can I like, helped just stock the shelves. Like, okay, I was okay. a, a, shop, a shelf stalker. Um, but <laughs> moved from doing that to they asked me to be their bike builder. So I built bikes for Target. So all the bikes that I like in the sporting goods, I would like build all the bikes and put there. Because they just came in these boxes all put together. So like I just put together bikes. I'd come in and bikes. That, that was pretty fun. Wow, um, that's awesome. Left there, uh, came back. I worked at a plant store. I worked there. Uh, and that was my first time ever working a job where I had to wake up at 5 a.m. So that was fun. I'd come in at 5 a.m. and um, water plants every morning. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, what what is that job? What did you do? Uh, so <laughs> I worked with high school kids, as in like was it like a nursery? It wasn't there. It was okay. Pike Pike Nursery was where okay. it was. Yeah, so I would load sod into the back of people's trucks. I would pick out plants for people. Um, I would I was just a grunt. Like I was I was like, man, this is humbling, and I'm doing it alongside some high school kids. That's like I'm I'm. Yeah, this is like a year ago. <laughs> so, maybe two years ago. This is like two years ago. Uh, and I worked at Home Depot for a short period of time. Um, customer service had some wild stories from that. People, 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 steal stuff. people are mean, bro. When you're in customer service, people are mean. I can't, I, I'm not going back to that. Um, but yeah, dude, handful of jobs. Um, trying to think of what else I really did to make money during college that might be like the official like employments i did okay but i always did some little odd side jobs here and there side building things for people helping people build things and they'd give me pieces of their commission and all that kind of stuff so dang which is always fun but is your favorite the landscaping or the putting together the bikes favorite or, or... i'd probably i mean so through all of it like Shout out to my windshape peeps. Like oh, Miss windshape. Would you know some windshape people? I do know some Dude, windshape. people work there. Oh, we have mutual there. friends. Yeah. Windshape. Yeah. Some of those guys who work there, we, um, I work with them as well through windshape. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, Windshade, that was a great experience. Um, got to do that. Met a lot of really close friends through that. Landscaping was fun. Uh, kind of wish I got to do that a little bit longer, but kind of had to go and go back and forth at that point. So, um, a lot of a lot of good experiences through working a lot of jobs. I think that there is a con to doing that many jobs, though, mainly just for the fact of I spent all that time just trying to make a dollar, but spent a lot less time working personal development, which I think there's a trade-off there. I think that's when it was kind of like a, hey, you know, you can make as much money as you want, but if, you know, you're just going after a dollar, you're just going to be chasing it forever. And it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, I wasn't really doing anything that I really wanted to do. I was just trying to make money. So even when I would go work for Winchester, that's not what I really liked doing, but it was only during the summer. So, um, yeah, all these other jobs, man, they just... Sometimes it makes me laugh thinking about the fact that I actually did half that stuff. I was like, why didn't I just go and do something like get an internship or something <laughs> like that? Like, why didn't I, like, why did I have to do that? I think there was some pressure there, too. I had some friends who were like, hey, man, you got to have a job. And I was like, you're right, man, I got to have a job. Because they, I was fortunate enough that I had parents who, like, supported me through college. But still, my friends were kind of like, hey, man, you still got to have a job. Because we have to live with our parents and support this through college. So I was like, oh, I don't want to be the jerk who like doesn't work. So I just I worked anyway. So which I could have just worked a full time job <laughs> instead of putting sod in the back of people's trucks. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm kind of kind of I'm glad I did it though because it it sucked, and I, I'm glad I did it because it sucked. Yeah, and that that brings up a point that we'll touch on a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that has just got me kind of thinking what's better maybe better is necessarily the right word but working a lot of jobs all right so you have you work working a lot yeah. of jobs maybe it says on a resume you're just trying to chase a dollar but it also says hey this kid has a lot of experience doing a lot of different things like at least he's well versed in different areas and he has yeah experience and perspective working with different co-workers and yeah. bosses and doing different things versus if you just have one job on your resume say you did landscaping all throughout mm-hmm. that time then it says he stuck with something he's consistent mm-hmm. he was committed but he's only has experience doing that mm-hmm. what do you think is you know maybe yeah. not better but what do you think is what would you look for yeah great great question so being now on the other side to now being at Chick-fil-A and now working a little bit more with hiring and recruiting and being a part of that process, which mm-hmm. is now something I'm only a part of, okay. you see a lot of interesting things. People come in with their resumes and stuff like that. So that's a piece that I'm kind of working with, by the way. It's, um, being, yeah, it's a big responsibility. You're like a gatekeeper for, a, for an organization. It's like you don't want to let in somebody that's like, oof bad hire you know you want to make sure you're letting in good people for sure um not only for the store's success or wherever you're working success but also for someone else's success you don't want to give someone a job and it's like hey actually this wasn't a good fit for you you know exactly um but i think it all and this is what i wish i had learned and known back before i worked five six jobs throughout college is what did I really want? And 
that's just like such a you know broad question people are like what do you want it's like well that's the problem i don't know what i want it's like well how do you know what you want unless you go and do other stuff it's like maybe that's a good way to figure out what you want is just by doing stuff um and that's why i feel like there was a lot of value to it in that way i figured out a lot about what i don't like and what i do like true true um but i think when it comes to experience especially people in college right now people about to graduate college it matters so much more when it comes to putting stuff on a resume for what it is you want to have more experience in. Um, and this is something that I've told Logan and we, they tell me, and it's just a piece of kind of the culture that we go through um, with our store. But you're always, no matter where you're at, this is around the board, going to be in the driver's seat of your own development. And that, that. Yeah, and that's literally just saying, like, you get the chance to do whatever it is you want. Like, you can – whatever you want to do, like, you have the freedom to go learn how to do that. And um, I think with me, I just worked a bunch of jobs, and I was chasing a dollar. And honestly, I mean, most of the jobs, like, I don't have any of those jobs on my resume. Like, literally every single job I listed, other than my time with Windshape, I have none of that on a resume. I was really? just trying to Damn. take a dollar. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I'm not going to have 10 jobs on my resume. It's like, sure. let's only put the stuff on the resume that's going to work. So, the biggest advice, if you're going to get a job, um, and I'd say as early as you can, get a job that is going to give you experience. And sometimes, I think we even had this conversation one day in the back of the store. Um, sometimes that experience may come from things that you don't actually realize you're getting the best experience in. Because you're right, there is a lot of things that I've learned because we're talking, it's like, hey, sometimes it doesn't look too great. It's like, oh, I worked at Chick-fil-A and I know how to bread chicken really well. Um, and it's like, do employers really care about that? It's like, maybe unless you're going to go work at another Chick-fil-A or fast food restaurant, like, not really. Um, but guess what? We You've learned how to effectively communicate in high-intensity situations. That matters a lot. You know, you, you've true. learned how to um, set goals for yourself and motivate yourself and other people. It's like, that's huge. Those are the kind of things. So, like, picking jobs and seeking out those opportunities, no matter where you're at, is, is going to put you to the next level of whatever job you want to go to next. So... Um, yeah. Yeah. That definitely answers my question. Good yeah. word. Yeah. Uh, we have on the same socks right now. I just want to. I just want to point that out. Socks, socks bros! bros! Bro, okay, first off, we're not just wearing the same socks. We're not socks. Oh, you're right. We're both wearing some duck boots right now. It's a little rainy outside. We had a pretty magical moment at work one day <laughs> when we were sitting down and. I think I was talking in the mid-sitch. You just went, stop, wait. <laughs> and then you, like, pulled up your pant leg. I was like, bro, we're in sock bros. We're wearing the same socks. Shout out, darn tough socks. Darn tough socks. Hiking socks. socks. Last forever. Um, hey, sponsor the sponsor the cast, man. Darn tough. Shout out to. I'm going to email them and say, not only are your socks good for hiking outdoors, but they're good for working at Chick-fil-A. Dude, they might be making a merger deal here. Dude, merger deal, Darn <laughs> Chick Fil A. Maybe they're just sending free socks. Brand ambassador for Chick Fil A, Darn Tough. 
Chick-fil-A. What if I just become Chick-fil-A's brand ambassador, and my job for Chick-fil-A is to just, what's the word? Be the, uh. Like, wear their stuff, or. Like, what's the word? Diagram. Anyways, be the guy who just reaches out to other brands to partner with Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. I don't know what and you call that not, either. Like, like, liaison? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Between Chick-fil-A and other brands? Yeah. Anyways. Career moves. You make career moves. <laughs> Tad. Yes. I have a friend. Hypothetically. I don't actually have one, so I have to make it up. Um, no, but seriously, I have a friend who's going into college. He's about to start college. Yes. What advice do you have for him? Good question. Um, first and foremost, so that's actually funny that you asked me that. I had a much different college experience than most people had. Um, and I could tell you what I wish I would have done to get that advice to someone else. Hey, he does the most of my advice. Just like, hey, don't do what I did. <laughs> um, so I I commuted to school all, I don't want to say how long. <laughs> it was a long time. I took a long time through school. I commuted my entire time through college. Um, and it was, it was good for multiple reasons, but I wish I didn't. Um, so always want to say, like, get involved in something immediately like make friends i don't know if you know fraternity sorority is your your move or whatnot um kind of get that but hey like it's a good place to make friends um you know campus ministries or anything definitely check out campus ministries find your fit um that's gonna be big um you coming into college I believe it's very essential that you serve somewhere. You need mm. to be serving, doing something. And I think that's just kind of in life in general. Um, I think it's important for us to serve, um, whether that be occasionally somewhere or like you're committed to doing something weekly, um, whether that maybe is in a church ministry, um, maybe it's it's somewhere else in the outside ministry, maybe it's not even that, maybe uh, a lot, I knew a lot of people did um, you know, the dance marathon stuff, ways of raising money for yes. kids, it's like, yes. but it's, it's a service, you know, you're serving, and I think that's a, that's something very important for me to do um, and so yeah, definitely I, that, that goes a lot with just, I think finances in general, uh, you, you should always be giving your time and your money precious resources we have you always learn that when you give those to other people uh, you actually get more in return and it comes back and there's a lot of money back in that but definitely always be serving so serve somewhere even if it's just occasionally um, find somewhere you work with and you can serve with um, but I'd say for sure coming to college like I was fortunate I worked a little bit through high school I had some money saved up um, don't, I'd say don't make money kind of like something that you're like, oh, I have to have. Um, I, I mean, granted, I, that's, that's very subjective to certain people because I totally understand. There's some people who are like, what the heck are you talking about? Like my parents are making me pay for my way through college and whatnot. And, you know, I think 
if certain people are in that situation, like, huge respect. You're going to come out on the other side of college way better on the other side because it, that's, that is a really difficult thing to do. And I was sure. fortunate I didn't have to do it. Um, but, you know, I'd say other than that, like, don't make money just, like, the biggest priority. Even when it comes to choosing a major and choosing a job you want to do one day, sure. um, you can take a significant pay cut to do what you really want to do one day. So take that really hard in consideration. Don't, don't, don't just follow the dollar. Follow what you actually want to do. Um, so, yeah, little tidbits there. I don't know, though. I think looking back, though, to college – you're, and this is something that we consistently say, but look around and find your three closest friends, the people in your life that, like, these are the people that I spend the most time with. You are a combination of your three closest friends, and I think that's super true just because you become like the people you spend the most time around. Um, so when it comes to kind of finding community, like, Find your community. Like, find some really close people. Um, I was fortunate. I had some pretty close community in my beginning of college, and they were some of my best friends. Still some of my best friends today. Uh, and then as I got older, like older in college, my community got significantly smaller, but it was a lot tighter of some mm-hmm. really, really close people. And a lot of those people were people who were older, um, guys who were married with kids and everything like that. And I was, like, more just learning about who I wanted to be just by watching them you just become like the people you spend the most time around. So always remember that. But, so true. Yeah, man. Well, that same friend graduates from college and is now asking himself, now what? Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for him on the other side of college? Yes. Which is kind of where you just came out of I'm in a there. way. So. I am there right now. So, yeah, I haven't been out of college very long. Graduated December of 2019. <clears throat> but, um... Yeah, it, it really is just going to come down to no matter what, you've got the rest of your life. And this is something I had someone tell me a while back ago, and I've really clung on to it for a lot. But, you know, you've got the rest of your life to get married. You've got the rest of your life to have a mortgage. You've got the rest of your life to, you know, have this and that. And certain people say different things. Like, hey, go ahead and get started on those things early if that's what you want. But also – Use your 20s, like, that's just a time of your life just to literally just act like a sponge and just soak up as much stuff as you can. Soak up as much wisdom from as many people as you can. Soak up as much experience as you can from as many things as you want to. And, I mean, it's like no matter what decision you make, it's going to be the right decision. You know, it's like there's so much pressure, and I've, and I've been seeing this so much through some of my friends who are graduating. So Even people who are younger than me graduating now, it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm doing this job, but I feel like that's not, like, a, quote, real job. So it's like I need to go be working at one of these sky rises downtown or something like that. It's like, mm-hmm. man, like, I think what you're doing sometimes is even cooler. Like, I had a friend who was working as, like, a youth pastor, like a youth associate at a church and stuff like that, and I was like, Man, the thing is, you're so gifted in that, and you're looking at other people, and it's like, oh, man, like, but that's what they're doing. I think that's what's going to be, like, better for me. It's like, man, like, I don't know. Like, this, there's no wrong decision there. Like, I, I even have a close friend of mine who is working, making, like, 
75, probably at this point if you're still working there, making 100k a year, like doing sales and marketing for this this company. And he decided he's like, you know what, I'll go on Young Life staff. And he just went on Young Life staff, and now he's literally making. <laughs> I think I know what they make. Not only do they have to raise uh, all the money by asking people for donations for their salary, but that salary is also capped at like twenty five thousand a year. But he's like, hey, this is this is what I'm here to do. So and that's what it's all about. Like you said, yeah. it comes back to that happiness. Yeah, exactly. And happiness is you're not. It's not going to be found in that hundred k a year. Yeah, kind of what yeah. you're doing. So. Absolutely. So. You know, and I think that question, too, is a lot of what I'm figuring out. Because, like, hey, I look at where I'm at right now. It's like, is this exactly what I want to be doing right now? It's like, hey, maybe for now I see the value in it. And it's like I see where it's going to take me. But I know, too, that that there's other things that, like, like you'll want to do as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, still figuring that out. But I think if there's any advice I'm going to give, it's like, especially if you're looking to take a job, don't take a job based off the number that they offer you. It's like, hey, we'll give you this much money. No, don't don't follow the dollar. Follow follow where you actually want to be because no money can really account for how much you you have, you spend a lot of time in your life just to take a job. You'll you'll quit your work if that money's not quite worth it. So so true. Yeah, dude. Well, I saw something the other day that said something like a salary is a number they give you. To forget your dreams. Ooh, <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a slap in the that's face. That's a little, like, that's deep, man. <laughs> that's like a little bit of a holy moly. Um, you know, there's there's yeah. some there's some truth to that, man. I mean, it really is. Um, which, again, it's like money is is such a great thing. We need money, and. Um, and, you know, I want my family, my kids to have opportunity and come see money one day. But um, I also look at some of the happiest people in my life and they're working jobs that they have to raise their own support through and everything like that. So exactly. you'll hear it forever. You always will. People always say it. And, you know, I think it's a cliche at this point, but that cliche is just the truth. That's been told too many times um, is that, you know, gotta you gotta really just follow what you want to do not chase a dollar and sometimes it might even take a mistake of of doing it anyways like taking the dollar amount instead of what you actually want to do and be like that was right that was right i can i can go back and do better next time exactly you kind of realize grass isn't always green yeah yeah that's true that's true that's something we've talked about too is complacency not even complacency more more contentment Yes. And just being content in where we are because, you know, we go somewhere, we accept a job somewhere, and mm-hmm. we say, this is exactly what I want. This is exactly where I want to be. Yep. And then we get there, and we're like, oh, right. no. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've ever got what I want, it lets me down, dude. Exactly. Every time. That's true. And it's because, yeah, every time, it's just kind of funny how that happens. Every time mm-hmm. we ever get what we want, it always seems to let us down. That's so deep, bro. That's so, so deep. deep. I know, Dang. man. Oh, with the, I remember we're in the, in the kitchen. I think we're in the, the back or something. Yeah. And you know, I was probably just, you know, sharing a little bit where my heart was in that moment. Yeah. And 
I don't know if I give you credit for this quote or maybe someone else. I'm not oh, sure. But yeah. No, this is not my quote. Not Taz's quote. Yes. But he looks at me. And he <laughs> says, says, the most profound learning experiences seldom feel good when they're happening. Mm. And that really stuck with me. Yes. And even in the little experience that I have, in the 20 years that I've been here, I can look back and say, dang, I really did not enjoy that. But shoot, did I learn a lot? Yes. And I think um, there are definitely facets of my life where I'm there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what, I mean, what does that quote mean to you? Absolutely. Um, so, I think we look at personal growth in our life. And I had someone once explain to me about, like, life in general and growth. And you got to kind of think of it as, like, an escalator. And you're walking up an escalator. Um, if you stand still on that escalator, you're going to start moving backwards. You're going to start going back down. But if you start walking up that escalator, you're going to stay in the same place. Only way you're going to move forward is you got to actually start running up that escalator. you got to sprint. And that's kind of an uncomfortable thing to do. It's like, man, you're hustling. You're working really hard. And maybe sometimes you're not getting as far as you want to go, but you're still working. You're still making progress. And I started, I was like, dang, man, just blew my mind with that analogy. Dang, like, I, love I that know, so man. Much. Like, it was crazy. Like, you got to hustle. Um, and this isn't a hustle culture kind of talk, but I mean, it's the same time. It's like, man, the only times I've looked back at my life and the times that I have genuinely grown have been times when I stepped out of my comfort zone and that sometimes that comfort zone comes from doing things that are just uncomfortable and honestly just kind of suck. It's like the more times you just do things that, that suck or you're stuck in situations that really just aren't great, you don't want to be in. Um, in all honesty, the more I've learned and the more I've kind of learned from other people, that means you're exactly where you need to be. Now, does that mean that you should always be sitting in a place that you're unhappy in? It's like there's a difference between growth and just being simply just unhappy. And or maybe more so being uncomfortable and unhappy, you know? Uh, and you have to learn how to differentiate between the two because you got to see the big picture. Sometimes when you're in an uncomfortable situation and maybe necessarily it's you're not super satisfied or whatnot with where you're at, you can still be content with the idea of like, hey, I know that this isn't where I really want to be or what's really making me, maybe the quote, happiest, but it's also pushing me forward and I'm growing through it. And I mean, I think about that in so many places in my so life. Um, I mean, I think about, like, relationships I've been in. And I was like, man, like, I knew this wasn't what I wanted. And I know it's going to be really sucky to, like, end this relationship. But, you know, I know it's the right move. And it's like, through that, like, it was a really hard decision, and it really sucked. But I think looking back with that, like, I learned the most about myself, not just about myself, but, like, what I want and my goals for the future, like, who I'm looking for and things like that. Um, and, like, even, like, working a job that's, like, man, like, this is not the job I want. Or working with people that you're, like, God, this is not the kind of 
person I want to be working <laughs> with every single day. Um, you just learn so much. And sometimes it's like you don't even realize it until, you know, maybe even like a year or so afterwards. You look back, you're like, wow, like I definitely see how I was better because of that. Yes, and yeah. um, it really just comes from being outside of your comfort zone because no one, it's, it's very, very seldom that people grow outside of their comfort zones. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I think you can even relate that to, you know, like working out. You want to get, you want to get, faster you want to um get more in shape you want to be able to run longer distances or bike longer distances like that um you gotta you gotta be able to push yourself and get outside that comfort zone otherwise you're just going to stay the same you know you gotta actually push yourself to stretch and grow so man yeah some wisdom wisdom drop wisdom drop yeah man. uh this has been a blast what a blast dude we're As here we're, uh wrapping up i have a question for you Yes. Todd, if you were a potato, <laughs> how would you, if you were a potato, how would you be cooked? Bro, steak fries. Ooh. Not even a question, steak fries. I'll play with Don't you. Don't play. You could add some. Steak fries? Yeah, oh, over, over waffle fries? Oh, oh. Yeah. Steak fries. I like them. Oh. I, I like them thick. <laughs> <laughs> I like them thick, dude. You put some seasoning on those things, bake them in the oven for a little bit. Is there a specific steak fry that is superior? I don't know, man. I just like whatever it is, just thick fries. I mean, I want the skins still on it, man. I mean, I want those. I like things. that too. I yeah. like that too. Yeah. I can't lie. I like it too. So, can we? And also, can we just take a quick moment to appreciate how many ways we can eat potatoes? Yes. <laughs> Bless up, potatoes. Moment of silence. Bless you. Which also Thanksgiving. We just had Thanksgiving, so True your that. boys had a lot of potatoes. Got some, <laughs> got some hash brown casserole. Shout out to, to Mama Stephanie with her her uh, world famous hash brown casserole. She makes it so every good. year. So yeah, dude. All right, Logan. Thank you for having me, bro. Time. Here in our living room, my living room. We're gonna keep working together. Sounds good, man. We're gonna get you good. out to Montana, and then we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go fly fish to Madison River. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. It's been a pleasure, Todd. Thanks again, man. Absolutely.